you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop Thursday, NBA slate. If it's Thursday, you know who's with me. I am your host, Sean Little. With me, J Money, Is Money, and AC Albert Wynn, the analytics capper. We got a few good games to break down on the Thursday slate before we get into the new year. You know the deal. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app. Anything you want to find about sports betting is going to be in that app. Ball games are on the way. NBA daily stuff. A plethora of it. Make your picks. Read the articles. Lock in. Do what you got to do to make some money in the Action Network app. You know the deal. We'll give the cap. Give you our picks. Get out of here. J Money is money. What are you looking at on the Thursday NBA slate? I'll take the Detroit Pistons plus 17. AC. Yeah, man, I'm coming off 2-0. and I feel good. I'm going to go with three plays, guys. All first half reads. I like the Pelicans. I like the Warriors. And I like the Lakers. All first half. Give me the number on those for the people. Yeah, Pelicans, you might have to help me out. It's probably minus four and a half. Warriors minus one. And Lakers minus, is it seven? Seven and a half? Six and, like that. Yeah, six and a half, seven. We'll call those unofficial, but they are first half plays. Wait till the official number drops, but they should be around those numbers. I'm going to go Pistons Celtics over 229 and a half as we record this Wednesday night. I do like it up to 231 and a half, but the official over 229 and a half Celtics Pistons. J Money is money. I'm coming to you. This has been a hot, contested, talked about game at one point. The number was plus 19. It has already dipped down to plus 17. Me personally, I said if this number opens up at 20 plus, I'm taking the Pistons no matter what happens. It opened close, has now dropped down a few points. Why do you like the Pistons in this spot getting a big number? 
Yeah, and the line tells us a lot as well, right? I mean, we know that the Celtics, they could be laying 24 points in this one now. I know there's a couple of big names that's on the injury report for the Celtics, uh, real injuries as well. Well, I think Tatum is probably more likely to play, but Jalen Brown actually fell on his back uh, in that game versus the Lakers. So honestly, not really expecting him to go. Um, I'd be really surprised if the Celtics trot out everybody. I can't believe this is a national TV game on NBA TV, but I'll take the Pistons here. They've been looking scrappy. Um, they don't have Isaiah Stewart, but at least they got Jalen Duran back which gives he's the better center than Stewart as well I mean Stewart's like a power forward but I like the Pistons in spot um it's not really a bet on the Pistons it's really a fade of the Celtics coming off a four-game road trip west coast road trip so they're flying back east coast you know all about that Sean uh you know it's just like you're super groggy when you come back you know what I'm saying so I know that they had two days off they had a big win on Christmas Day versus the Lakers and this is just a spot where I would fade the home team in this in this particular spot taking the names off the jerseys here land 17 in this spot um, is, is not something that I'm looking towards to do. I know that the Pistons have been playing horrible, but I do think that they finally bottomed out after actually breaking the NBA history, uh, breaking the record for most wins uh, in a, and most losses. It definitely wasn't wins. Most <laughs> losses in a row um, in in one year, my guys. So um, I like the Pistons here, plus the 17. It's really, it's not a bet on the Pistons. It's the fate of the Boston Celtics. They're on the first leg of a back-to-back as well. Um, this is a horrible spot to be laying 17 with the home team here. So I will put a little small play on the Pistons plus the 17. Yeah, 27 straight L's. We know that. And they haven't been any good on against the spread either. 10, 19, and 1 against the spread overall. But this is a very interesting spot. I'm going to come back. We'll circle back here because I have the total in this game. AC, how do you feel about Jay taking the points in the 17 with the Pistons? Yeah, this is this is definitely Detroit or nothing for me. And not only would I take the plus 17, I would sprinkle the money line, man. I think you <laughs> might get some craziness that might happen. I know the Pistons just set the record. I know they have a terrible against the spread record, but they have covered two of the last four. They're playing a little better. Kate Cunningham had like an elite level second half there. If he can, um, you know, equalize him and Jason Tatum to be, you know, the the same then I could take the rest of the four Pistons guys to, to handle the 17 points. So I like that a lot. Yeah, if, the, if the, the Pistons snap the 27 straight L streak at TD Garden <laughs> where the Boston Celtics have not lost all year, that would be something <laughs> and very typical Boston Celtics in a not care, mm-hmm. we'll just show up and fuck around spot for them. Coming off the the big road trip. And just since we're on the same game here, AC, I'm going to jump you. And I'm going to go because I, I agree with a lot of the things Jay said about the spot for the Celtics. So I'm going to go over 229 and a half Celtics Pistons in this matchup. The Pistons have showed life over these this last week. That that 27 game went losing streak. Excuse me. Jay got me saying win streak. Jay got me all shook on the Pistons. 27 straight L's. It's starting to wear on those boys a little bit. They talked about it in the presser. They said, man, we are feeling that shit everywhere we go. Everywhere we show up, someone's asking us about when are we going to get a W. Monty said it. Cade said it. And that shit has to be getting to them because they have been showing a lot better effort coming down the stretch. They've been in a position where they could have won a few games to snap the streak. They are just absolutely horrendous coming down the stretch. And they went away from Cade and went to Alec Burks for whatever reason the other night coming down the stretch. That didn't really make any sense either for Monty Williams and the crew. But – This is a perfect scheduling spot to catch the Boston Celtics sleeping enough to where they're going to give up a few points. I could see this game being like 128, 115 type of spot. That's why I'm looking at the over 229 and a half. Between the scheduling, 
the the Pistons absolutely just trying to come in and make something happen and a perfect spot for the Boston Celtics to come in relaxed but still be able to score because they're an absolute offensive machine. If you if you talk about their adjusted offensive rating, it's at 121. That's better than the Indiana Pacers. They're plus 10.1 on the net rating adjusted. So the strength of schedule is also number two in the NBA. So they've been doing this against some of the best teams in the NBA. Also, Drew Holiday scored his first 20-point game of the year on Christmas. They're, they're still got bucket getters regardless if Jalen Brown comes in and our plays are not dependent on what shakes with the injury report. I think this is a really good spot for Boston Celtics to potentially hang 130-plus. We know that's in their realm. And then they're going to be sleeping enough at the wheel where I think the Pistons – We'll be able to score enough points to push this over 229 and a half. AC, how do you feel about the total? I like it, man. The only thing I think you got wrong was you mean Detroit's going to drop 130 tomorrow night, right? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you being serious or are you, are you fucking I, around? Give me, give me the real No, be, man. Be, like be if, if, I like, if I like the side, if I like the side on a, especially an underdog, I'm going to sprinkle the money line. It doesn't matter if it's plus 800 or whatever. I mean, if you. You have to see a path where your team is not only going to cover, but also win outright. I think it's a really good look on the over. The way I'm looking at the game, I don't see the Celtics. Just like you said, they're going to play their offensive game. They could do that in their sleep, even though I do think they're going to be down either one of them, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. But still, I'm expecting them not to come in with their best defensive effort here. Kind of just lollygagging around. I mean, they could win this game by one point, and they'd be perfectly fine. It's still a win uh, in the win column here. But I've seen crazier things. I've seen the Brooklyn Nets um, beat the Milwaukee Bucks when the Bucks were top tier as 19.5-point underdogs. I've seen this movie before. Four. Celtics 14-0 at the house, probably the best team in the league going up against the worst team. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Pistons shocked the world here. So I think the over is definitely correlated with uh, Pistons plus 17. Celtics can put up 115 in their sleep here, but I do not see them coming out, getting down in their defensive stance, um, going all out to try to stop the Pistons. Like, you look at it, this is the Pistons. We're coming off a huge four-game West Coast road trip, a big win on Christmas, all this. They're looking at this game like, oh, we can just kind of wake up and come into this game. We don't give a them about the Pistons and the first game of back-to-back I definitely think the over is the uh is the play if you're looking towards the total here yeah I agree the only thing for me on the money line piece is Celtics don't want to be a part of that breaking the the Pistons breaking the the losing streak against them so even if they are sleepwalking for three quarters at some point in the fourth it's gonna be like all right let's actually lock in and make sure we get this W but like Jay said crazier things have happened Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. AC has three halftime plays. Talk to me uh, about the Pelicans first here. First half, going to be around minus four and a half on post. Talk to me while you're looking at the Pelicans. Uh, I know it wasn't because of that tattoo that Zion got, so I I do want to (laughs) hear why you like the first half. I didn't even hear about no tattoo, but um, no, this is is a bet. (laughs) For and against both teams. So the the Utah Jazz, I'll talk about them first. They're actually coming off a pretty good stretch here. They're 
on a five-game road trip. So this is the last game of five games. But they had Christmas in the middle. So I doubt they flew back to Utah for like a night and then flew back out. So I think they stayed on the road. If I'm right, that means they've been on the road for nine days, 10 days, if you if they got into Cleveland day, the day before. So 10 days on the road. This is the last game of the road trip. So I'm, I'm assuming that they're looking to go back home. They're also coming off three straight wins, so it's nice to to sell high on them. And then looking on the other side, New Orleans Pelicans, we all saw it. The John Morant-Zion rematch. New Orleans dominated that game for three and a half quarters, and then Memphis came back, got it into overtime, and Memphis pulled away. So I think this is a great bounce-back spot for New Orleans, only one night away from that game. So I, it's it's a good spot to fade Utah, and it's a good spot to, to bounce back and, and back the New Orleans Pelicans as well. And I Jay, like the first all... half. I mean, this is this is something, you know, I've learned a lot from both of you guys, you and Jay. Um, sometimes the first half is just a lot more predictable. You just don't know how games end sometimes with free throws, threes, things like that. So if you like a side, if you like the team, first half is usually a lot more safer. Yeah, Jay, we always talk about scheduling spots. Teams being on the road for, for long periods of time is never conducive to, to, to getting Ws. The Jazz have lost... Their last 23 road games against a team that had a winning record. The Pelicans have won the first half in each of their last 11 home games. That's right lock step with what AC is looking at. Jay Money, how you feel about the play? Yeah, out of his three plays, this is the one that I feel strongest on. Well, obviously, I mean, I've looked at this game. I didn't look at those other two games, so I'll tell you that right now. But I love the first half here. This was almost my play. Um, I mean, whether it's my play today or not, I love the play. The Pelicans are the first, are the best team in the NBA in the first half at the house, 12-3-1 against the spread. I just cashed the uh, first half play with them versus the Grizzlies, and they end up losing that game. I love the Pelicans in the first half here. I think they come out here and smoke the Jazz first quarter, first half, and full game. It's a bounce-back spot for the Pelicans, with uh with multiple home games and you got the Jazz that's that's soaring high playing way over their head have won what three straight games this the last game of the road trip I do think they went home um AC which makes it even worse but um regardless here the Jazz are getting smoked in this game the Pelicans are finna take these boys to smack city so I love that first half play this is the best first half team in the NBA at the house um and this one's cash yeah at the house anywhere 22 8 and 1 are the New Orleans Pelicans in the first half against the spread this year this is a this is a for as unreliable as they can be they do come out in the first 24 minutes bar none and take care of business especially at home I love the scheduling spot for the Jazz coming off a few wins and now it's the last game of the road trip it's like it's almost like business has already been taken care of we won the games on the road trip that we needed to let's go ahead especially in the first 24 minutes I can see them coming out lax and Pelicans, this is a good spot for them, for a team that's proven that they like to show up in the first two frames and get it done. All right, AC, let's move on to play number two. Talk to me about the Warriors' first half right around that minus one mark against the Heat. Yeah, this is a similar play. I usually don't like short favorites at home. You guys know that. Um, but Miami's won three straight. They won a really nice game on Christmas Day. I know there was no Joe B, There was no Jimmy Buckets, but it was a nice win in Miami. Now they fly six hours west to Golden State to play uh, the Warriors in San Francisco. And the Warriors lost on Christmas Day, right? So this is a nice bounce-back spot for them. They've been playing so much better without Draymond Green. We talked about this already uh, for a couple podcasts. I think their offense is much better without Draymond Green. And obviously their defense takes a hit. 
but the the increase in speed, athleticism, pace with Kaminga and Pods coming off the bench. I mean, I, I think this is just a more dynamic team. And I think Golden State coming off that loss, coming back home after Christmas break, I think they're just going to come out and, and really take it to Miami. I know there's a lot of angles when it comes to Golden State third quarters right at home. A lot of people like to bet that. But I think they're going to come out early and often in this one. Jay, the one thing is I'm a little worried that the Heat are starting to figure it out a little bit. They've won the first half in each of their last five games. They are getting on the getting on the jet and going west for a long fight. But Jaime Jaquez is a hooper. They they seem to we, – we know uh, Jimmy got a little bit of rest. We'll see if he ends up going. But interesting spot here and should be a really good game. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, like this is a tough game for me to – it's not a tough game for me to figure out. I was leaning towards the Warriors here. It makes sense to take them first half. Both teams have kind of figured things out. Before the Warriors lost the game on Christmas Day, they had won five straight games, and they still covered versus the Nuggets as well. So, I mean, the Warriors are starting to figure things out. Um, I guess what I would say, I would agree with AC. Scheduling-wise, if two teams are kind of even, both of them are figuring out, you'd have to ride with the team that's first. That's one coming off a loss, two at the house, um, and, and three – they're um they're in their zone like they're in their time zone the heat are used to playing these um early games this is a late night sleepy spot um i'd agree with ac here i could only look towards the warriors first half and full game totals gone over in nine of the warriors last 15 home games as well if you're looking for an angle on the total all right let's go over to the los angeles lakers they are at the crib having a lebron's now had some some rest in the last week only played two games over that stretch Talk to me while you're looking at the first half minus six and a half. Yeah, so you guys see a theme, right? I'm I'm backing teams that are coming off a loss either on Christmas Day or the 26th, and they're playing at home. So they're a, there's a traveling team coming in. I know Charlotte's a, a terrible team. I, I doubt I doubt even Jay can bet Charlotte right now. It's it's really like a team you have to lay off. They've lost nine straight. I know they've covered the last two, but they've been in L.A. now for three nights. This is one of those L.A. nights. Um, I think LeBron LeBron didn't have a great Christmas game. He had a good floor game. I think he had nine rebounds, nine assists, but only 18 points or so. But I think this is a game where he comes out early and and really like take it to the, to the Hornets here. And I would say this. If you're like a player props better, things like that, I would actually not look at the over. I would look at the under because I think this is going to be a blowout. Yeah, Jay. To go to talk about that angle there, I was actually leaning before I went official on over 229 and a half on Boston and the Pistons. I was looking at potentially a team total under for the Hornets at under 107 and a half. If you look at some of these matchups, they lost, they put up 104 against the Clippers the last time out. They put up 95 at home against uh, the Nuggets. They, they, put, they only put up 113 against the Indiana Pacers. That's almost impossible to do. 99-82 in the last five games, they've gone under 103 of them. Any thoughts on this spot here? Yeah. Uh, first, I want to say that I could bet on any team, and I did just back the Hornets versus the Nuggets in cash. So I don't really, I don't really care what team it is. It's all about the spot for me. But I just, I just wanted to say that. But I'm not backing them in this game. I believe they've went under their team total, and I believe seven straight games, if I'm not mistaken. So a team total under is definitely not a bad look for the Hornets here. They're going up against a Lakers team that's pissed off that plays really great defense. Like the, if you guys have noticed, the new lineup change that they've changed to is all, basically an all defensive lineup with LeBron running the point guard. So 
Um, and they put Russell on the bench. They put Reeves on the bench. So this is the defensive minded, um, the defense first type of team. I don't think the Hornets um, get past. Uh, they might not get past 100 points in this game. So could only t- look towards Lakers in the bounce back spot. I like what AC's doing. Uh, going with the bounce back J spots is what I like to call it. And there's another good point. They off in LA. This, t- this is a team full of millionaires. All these guys are millionaires, but like they, I mean, they're not going to the playoffs. They're not doing much. They're kind of just out there going through the motions. Um, if I was one of them, I'd go out and have some fun in LA. I'm just saying. That's all I would do. So, <laughs> you know, you think, I can't talk you off that look. You think Gordon Hayward's going out Miles Bridges? You think that's you think <laughs> Yeah. No, I doubt that's happening. But yeah, that's a young that's a young squad with some money in their pocket and they have been in LA for a stretch. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and enjoyed themselves. That's for sure. All right, let's get the recap before we get out of here. AC, three first half plays. Pelicans first half minus four and a half. Warriors first half minus one. Lakers first half minus six and a half. J Money is money. Plus 17 on the Detroit Pistons. I am on the Celtics Pistons over 229 and a half. Five plays from the guys. Pick your winner. You know what it is. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app. For J Money is money. For AC, Analytics, Copper, Albert Wynn. I am your host, Sean Little. Don't forget it. Get buckets. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.